Welcome to the Girl Vibes Only podcast with your host, Lauren Mancini. Love that for us. Please help a girl out. <laughs> I don't want to be an adult. And Anna Marie Warrington. I have two shots. I'm done for the night. Can I get another one sandwich? No pickles. I fucked up. Hi, Lar. How are you? Good. I'm really excited for today's episode. I'm very excited, too. Mm-hmm. We have special guests today. Um, we're talking about professional development and just being in your 20s and, you know, the whole the whole gamut of, like, career and working, internships and finding jobs and finding dream jobs. Figuring it all out. Yeah, which we're still doing. Yeah. Like on a daily basis. But <laughs> and so the podcast is She's the Boss. Mm-hmm. It's our first collab. Um, and we actually have a podcast coming out on their channel too. So mm-hmm. we're gonna be connecting all of those links so you guys can all check it out. Yeah. And on their um podcast, it kind of complements this episode really nicely because it's kind of about just personal growth and everything like that in your 20s. Um, so you can learn about how to live your life there and then talk about work and professional growth here. So yeah. So without further ado, mm-hmm. we have them here with us. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah. So I'm Shay. I'm one half of the co-hosts at um, <laughs> For She's the Boss podcast. And this is Jacobin. Oh, I thought you were gonna... <laughs> oh, should I talk further about yeah, myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us a little like intro um, to each of you. Let our followers know. Yeah, so I'm Shay, one half, um, or a co-host, I should say, of She's the Boss podcast. Um, I'm 23. I am a visual merchandiser, um, and I don't really know. Like, I'm from New York originally. I moved mm-hmm. here back when the pandemic happened because of the pandemic actually. And um, I'm kind of just like figuring out Philadelphia, mm-hmm. kind of like going through like, you know, the career pains and growing pains and like all of the 23 year old problems <laughs> um, right now. So it's it's a really cool time in my life where I kind of get to figure out who I am and where I really want my career to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I'm Jadine, I'm 24. Um, I'm Jamaican. Sorry, I just have to put that. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. I oh, my God. I love that. that. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Sorry. That's like every time I have classes and they're like, introduce yourself, I'm like, I'm Jamaican. <laughs> well, that's like so fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not many people are from Jamaica, so I love yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So um, I recently graduated from Stony Brook University. Um, I studied journalism. I also did media and communication, so I'm big on writing um editing uh all of that you're speaking my language i love it i I write poetry um all that good stuff also what am i doing now i'm trying to find a job love it (laughs) um aside from that i'm doing this podcast i'm working on different little projects um like films with like um one of my little friends. Yeah, like her little friend. <laughs> yeah, we're working on this little project. Um, I also am trying to publish one of my poetry 
books. Oh, that's yeah, so I'm exciting. That. I'm, I'm working on them. So, so, but yeah, that's about it. That's exciting. So yeah. exciting. So we have a lot of people in like the creative arts, um, yeah. which Laura can obviously attest to. I cannot. <laughs> um, so I'm in a much different field, but that's okay. But I think it's interesting because I think like you guys are kind of both starting off in like your professional careers, you mm-hmm. coming out of college, starting out, getting that job, everything like that. Laura and I, I mean, you're the one who's been in like your career for the longest now because mm-hmm. I was in grad school. So, but we're both kind of like into our um, careers. We both, I can actually officially announce this. Now. I was going to, I was wondering if you wanted to announce. <laughs> we can, I can officially announce this now since it's coming out on the day. I actually switched jobs. So I'm now in my second, um, like career job since like graduating from grad yeah. school. So the day that this is posted is my first day at my new position, which is exciting. So Thank you. Um, so yeah, we've both kind of gone through the um, growing pains of like finding that first job, mm-hmm. doing well there and then leaving and going somewhere else. So I think we're kind of all like in like, you know, that mid stage of our twenties and like figuring out your career and everything like that. So I think this is like a really good, um, group to have together to have this discussion. Yeah. yeah, I think we have a lot of different opinions. Like you said, I think that we can all kind of bring a different thought to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I said, when I introduced the podcast, you know, professional development, I kind of want to just like start the playing field by like, what does that mean for you guys? Like as you two in your very early 20s, and I want you to answer too, like mm-hmm. as in just switching careers, like how yeah. do you develop yourself as a professional? I think it really comes with the first step is being very humble and Mm. open to getting critiqued. Yeah. And networking. I think those are like, yeah. And the reason why I say getting critiqued is because there's a lot of things that I've personally learned just within the last year and a half where I thought, you know, this is the way things are supposed to be done because at my last job, this is how they did it, or my last mm-hmm. position or my last internship, this is how it was done. So why are you doing it this way? And then explaining the why behind it, being humble and having a great student mentality where I can learn mm-hmm. from other people and I'm not going in there like entry level trying to like make my mark and like teach mm-hmm. people things. Yeah. But it's like, I want to educate myself enough to where I can teach but not be egotis- egotistical to where I can't like receive any sort of feedback for my work. And 100%. being in visual merchandising, if I set a window and I send it up to corporate and they're like, that is not a window that we like. You need to change this, this, and this. I can't be like, well, I did it because this is this and I'm not changing it. Yeah, right. It's like, I am going to stand firm on my whys if it analytically makes sense. But if it doesn't, I just did it to make pretty like and someone in corporate who has longer history of this job like tells me to do something else I'm not going to get upset or get emotional over it it's like having a student mentality to this is going to help me in the long run Mm -hmm. for sure yeah yeah um I agree with what Shay says especially when it comes down to networking Mm -hmm. um I'm really big on networking and trying my best to do that because I'm a little shy sometimes but it's very important to like put yourself out there and be open to meet new people, especially in the field that I'm going into because um, journalism and just like media on a whole, it's good to like know someone that's in a position or who's already established or people who are trying to be established, you know what I mean? To work together 
um, projects, just like I said, my little friend. Yeah. <laughs> Working on something with my little friend. But yeah, just like knowing people who you could collab with, just like what we're doing right now with yeah, this podcast, yeah. to just like put ourselves out there more and be um, open and accessible to other, you know, platforms and to other people. And also, um, I would say as going in, like, you know, entry level, it's always good to just wanting to start somewhere. Like, don't be all like, oh, yeah, I need to be this. And if I'm not this, then I don't want this mm-hmm. job or I'm not going to do with this or whatever. It's good to just, and that's what, that's the thought process I'm going in with. Like, okay, I know my worth ethic. I know what I'm capable of. So I know if I start here, I'll be going up. Yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. prove to them, like, yeah, I deserve to move up. And I, I always put my best in my work. So, yeah. It's like networking and starting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also wanted to touch really quickly. Don't be afraid to go on Eventbrite and like network with yes. people like finding events. Like I didn't go to school for interior design or like visual merchandising or store planning or any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, when I was living in New York, I went on Eventbrite and I would look up, you know, interior design events. And I would only go to the free ones because I refused <laughs> to pay money. Yeah, of course. And I've met so many people this way. And there was like even one for like a specific school, you had to go to the school. And it was like an alumni, like, um, like get together just for interior design. And I like, was like, signing up. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Everyone was like, Oh, what year did you graduate? And I was like, I actually didn't go here. <laughs> but and then I would transition into telling my story and why I want to be in the industry. And yeah. I met so many connections like that. I actually got my last internship that way. Wow. So, That's awesome. Yeah. And I was the only person that applied for that internship that didn't have a design degree. So wow. even if you don't have a degree, networking is more powerful mm-hmm. than that piece of paper. I promise you. Yeah. Completely agree. Just to like follow up on that, like now that because of COVID and everything is virtual, there's like a lot of like um, opportunities. Yeah. And webinars. Um, yeah. All yeah. of those that are available. You could just like even on Eventbrite, you could find them. And a lot and, are free now, too, because yeah. mm-hmm. they're virtual. Yeah, so you could just sign up for those. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easier to network right now. That's yeah. good advice. Especially for people like me. Like, <laughs> like I said, it's like a little shy. So yeah. now you it's, can just do everything virtually. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think professional development for me, I think this kind of touches on what you both just said, because it was mm-hmm. great. But I think for me, like getting into the um, – you know, the my career and everything like that, it was a lot about finding a job that I was like – obviously you don't know straight from a job description if you're going to love it or anything like that, but making sure that I wasn't just taking a job just to take a job. And it wasn't just like the first one that I got offered and things like that. It was a job that I could see myself growing in and could see myself, you know, um, enjoying the work and that it matched what I was like happy doing. Because I think, you know, I, I, we have so many friends who like absolutely hate their jobs and it's hard to want to grow professionally and like move up in a career when you like hate what you're doing. So I wanted to make sure that like the job I took was one that like I wanted to learn more and like I was eager to learn. And then that kind of goes to um, what you said, Shay, about like making sure that like you're not going in super cocky. Like I know exactly what to do and like everything like that. You want to make sure that when you're in a career and you're collaborating with people that you're easy to work with and that like you have open ears and you want to learn and you're taking everyone's criticism. And especially in like a professional setting, you can't take things to heart. You can't take things personally. Like you have to understand that if you're getting corrections, it's in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. So I think just going into it, um, 
with that mindset and like, you know, really wanting to learn and like have all ears figure out what everyone's doing. And then knowing the right time to leave should that happen and like making the best career choice for you and not for other people. Um, And just knowing that like, think having a clear goal of like, where you want to end up and what you want to do makes that really happy. Because if you're no longer being fulfilled or you don't see that growth happening, it's okay to then find somewhere else where you can. And I think that was kind of hard for me to learn because I, my parents, you know, they're the baby boomer generation and both of them worked at their jobs for like 40 years. You know, they got a job there and stayed forever. And so in my mind, that's what a career looked like. You went to a company. Yeah, you went to a company, you built relationships there and you stayed forever. And I remember in grad school, I had this like anxiety of like finding the perfect position and like exactly what I wanted to do. And like that's a career path doesn't look like that. Like half the time and, you know, if you're in that position, I just talked to a lot of people in positions that I thought I would one day want to be in. And I would have conversations with them. Like, how did you get here? What did you do? And 90% of the time, those people in that position were like, I started doing this. And it just so happened that I liked doing this aspect of the job. And I just decided to go on this career path. So it's just, it's not like careers aren't linear. I feel like they're just kind of all over the place. And it's getting to recognize that. And like the job I just took, never in my life would I, I mean, it's still in the same field, but it's like, not what I would have expecting myself doing right now. But like, I'm really excited about it. And I think it's the aspects of my last job that I liked are what this job is. So I think that's something important to recognize too, is like, we live in a day and age where like, your career isn't going to look linear, you're probably going to end up at a bunch of different companies now, like here throughout your career. And like, that's okay. Yeah. I, I worked at an agency first. So like right out of college, I had, well, I had an internship my senior year in college. It was on my main street of my college. It was so convenient. I could have walked there if I wanted. I didn't, I still drove, but <laughs> I could have walked there. It was so convenient and it had everything. It was PR, marketing and communications. It had all three. And I thought I wanted to go into PR and that was like, you know, what I wanted to do through the job, I realized that is not what I wanted to do, but it taught me so much and so many experiences and everything like that. But I realized like, so I climbed in that company very quickly. Like I worked there for two years and I was, when I left, I was a manager already, but it was just the title. And that's where I first like kind of learned about professional development because I was like, wait, this is not doing anything for me. Like I've already hit my ceiling because, and again, it was a small agency. I was like, I want to go to a company that has like the value to like better yourself and like better each employee and like take classes and have networking opportunities and have groups or like, you know, some like help you get your master's or whatever that may be. And so then I found an opportunity to go to where I'm at now. It's a hospital in Philadelphia and I'm able to go and they are all about growth for the employee. Like they have like courses upon courses you can take that are about everything you can imagine to develop you. And they literally encourage like, if you're not going to be in this position, but you want to stay at the hospital, like where do you see yourself? And like, they're totally okay asking those questions. Whereas Mm -hmm. my old job was like, don't even think about speaking about going elsewhere Mm -hmm. because like, that's, you know, unheard of. Like, and that's talk about it. That's a thing too. I think when you get into your 
like get into the career and stuff and you have the job and you're working towards it. I think that's the thing is like you start to realize like what you actually do value in a company that you're working for and like in the job. And that's kind of was my issue at my last job was I wasn't seeing like the professional growth that I wanted to. And I'm interviewed at the company I'm currently at and or I'm switching to. And it was so like, that was one of their biggest drivers was that, you know, they really want you to grow as a professional and they want to help you do that in any way possible. Mm -hmm. And that was like such a big, like, that was awesome for me because that's like what I was like lacking. And it was kind of almost like the job I'm taking, I'm super excited for. And it is like still in my field, but it's like not exactly what I, I haven't done it before. So it's going to be new for me. But the fact that the company was so much more willing to help you grow professionally, like made me want to take the job more than being at the current job I'm at now. So I think it's kind of, once you get into your career, you start to like realize like what you actually value in a career and in the position you're at and the company you're at. And I think that's just important to like recognize that like, your idea of a job and like what you want to do will change as you're in the career and yeah. that's okay. Well, so yeah. let me ask, cause I feel like it's easy for us to say, cause we've been working for a little while, but like for you guys, like in very early on in your professional career, like, do you feel like you have the opportunity to kind of be picky when it comes to that, like to pick jobs that are like that or no, that's actually where I am right now. So in my last position, I had, and everyone thinks I'm stupid for quitting, but my last job, I was a visual merchandising manager for a really, really big company. Um, And it was great. I loved being a visual manager. I loved doing visual merchandising. What I did realize is when you're a visual manager without a team, like a visual team, it's very lonely. Yeah. So I know right now I want to work somewhere that if I am the visual manager that I have a team for visual because it's very boring and like it's not fun and like it's a creative process where you want to bounce ideas off of people Mm -hmm. so if I don't have that then I would like to go to I want to have more of a a corporate role where I do go an entry level because like you said it's just a title at the end of the day I really don't care about the title to Mm -hmm. be honest Um, I would prefer to go an entry level into a corporate you know visual merchandising job and be able to sit at a table and collab with people and figure out, you know, this is a top seller. We should definitely put this in, you know, zone one of the mm-hmm. store. And then I get their feedback. Well, you know, this is better. So we should put this in zone one. Let's do that in zone two, whatever. So right now I'm extremely picky yeah. with my jobs and I have gotten so many job offers that I've had to say no to because of either pay or because of, you know, what the position actually is. And I'm, okay with that I actually applied to my dream job the other day I'm really hoping oh that's so exciting um, I know I I had I actually got two interviews and I'm really hoping that one of them calls me back for an interview and then the other one they're supposed to tell me if I got the job or not and to be quite honest I'm very nervous but I'm praying on it and I really 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 hope it yeah because then I know I can grow and and like learn but I think that's great that you are being picky because I feel like a lot of people like I know that I learned this the hard way like I was not I stayed because it was easy Mm -hmm. like I stayed because I already was like it was kind of similar to how you mentioned like it was an internship that was able to turn into a full-time job Mm -hmm. it was easy I knew I could do it I knew I could have it 
And I lost a lot of different things. Like I really, for me, I miss the camaraderie and the partnership of teams and other people for it being so small. I was in a silo. It was very lonely. And I just thought like, because I'm so early in my career, I was like, oh, I have to stick this out. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm glad you're not because it's easy to like stick it out and do it, but you're being picky and you're going to be, I think, so much happier once you find that right thing yeah also can I just say it's totally fine to have a temp job yeah oh yeah I right now I'm um a virtual assistant for a company so I'm working from home making money from home not worrying about my next paycheck but still actively looking for my next career because just because you have a job doesn't mean that's it's going to be aligned with your career and even if I do this temp job for a year and then find my dream job you're telling me that year that I had to sacrifice isn't worth having that dream job oh, like yeah absolutely not and yeah. like my I have like a whole plan which is so funny because on our episode we were talking about plans and like yeah. deadlines but my plan is I'm gonna go to school and um while I'm in school I want to have a position where I can actively learn mm-hmm. that you know correlates with what I'm doing in school and once I graduate which again I'm gonna when I graduate I'm gonna be 25 so I'm going to be 25 with a bachelor's versus being 22 with a bachelor's. Right. And I really don't think it's the end of the world, to be honest, just just saying. No. Um, no. But I'm when I'm 25, I want to, once I graduate, I want to be in a position where I can go back to New York, maybe mm. for a year, learn a little bit more on a senior level, and then go off and have my own agency. Yeah. So right now I'm also freelancing to build up, like, clientele for my agency and stuff. But I know that is still down the line. But I'm still building a brand while, you know – working on learning more Mm -hmm. and it's totally fine to do that even if you are an entrepreneur and you're like I really really want to have like a consulting business yeah and you're not you know you don't really you're not the best at consulting it's fine to work at an agency or a firm and learn while you're still building up you know your freelance work because they can't tell you that you can't do freelance to be honest a lot of companies try to legally they can't tell you unless it's like conflict of interest and you sign a document that says that besides that there is no there's nothing that you know they can hold on to you right so it's totally fine and like I think like don't your career path is should be something that fits you you can't look at someone else and be like that that's really cool I want to do that and then do it it's like that's the reason why so many people have failed YouTube channels you know they see someone else doing YouTube and they're like, oh my gosh, they're making so much money. I'm going to run and do YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to take you a really long time to make money because you need to have a thousand subscribers before you can even make money. Yeah. And right. to build to that thousand subscribers is going to take time. Yeah. You're going to have to go without making money. Yeah. If that's what you want to do, then do it, but don't do it because you see someone else doing it. Yeah. Right. So whatever, the only advice I would have to say about that is whatever you are doing, make sure it applies to your life and the conduciveness of your growth because mm-hmm. if it doesn't then it's not worth it yeah yeah um yeah just going back on what you were talking yeah. about like being picky and so yeah hard. like I've said this a lot I feel like our generation like we don't settle when it comes down to jobs like yeah. mm-hmm. and I think that's a good thing yeah like you'll be at a job you're like you know what I don't really need this because I could be doing this or that and I feel like that's good that mm-hmm. um our mentality is like open in that sense and I do it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like <laughs> you said something that I wanted to comment on. Yeah. I have something else to go on. What you just said, Shay. So yeah. if you think of it, 
interrupt mm-hmm. me. The one thing I would say about when you were talking about, um, you know, getting your bachelor's degree at 25 and don't think it's a bad thing because it's not. And I know for me, um, I was a public health major undergrad and then got my master's in public health. And I had some people in my undergrad undergrad who were, um, you know, adults, we were all adults, but like (laughs) adults, like into their career stuff, like, like adult learning, that type of thing. And especially in my grad school program who like, you know, they were coming back to school and they were a, a little older and everything. And I think it's so smart because like, not that I regret anything because I'm happy with how I did it, but like they were able to bring so much more like real life application to the discussions that like I learned so much from them about like their own personal experiences in the job force, like in those discussions in class that I like obviously never experienced myself. And they were able to come in with, I know for undergrad and grad school, even, you know, you come in with like, I think a lot of majors are super, super broad, especially public health. It's so broad. You can do so much with it. You like really do have to specialize. And they came in with such a more of a clear mind path of like what they wanted to do and like what they were interested in, what they were there for. And I think that makes the experience so much more well-rounded because you know exactly like what you want to get out of the experience. And I think I had a much more clear like um, mindset of what I wanted out of my master's degree than I did with undergrad. And I think most people have that like undergrad, a lot of people go in undecided and they don't know what they want. But like, when you go into learning with like, that clear vision, it makes it so much more beneficial, because you can get out of it exactly what you want. So I think that's so smart. And I think, I honestly think, like, especially in our culture, it's not really a thing to take that like gap year and like, figure yourself out after a high school. And honestly, I wish, I think that's something that we need to like generalize more and like be okay with. Cause mm-hmm. thinking back now, like I would have benefited so much from a gap year. And I think like, not that my <laughs> freshman year of college was like a shit show or anything like that. Like it was fine, but I think everyone can benefit from that year of like growing up and like figuring themselves out and like kind of figuring out what they want to do for college. Cause yeah. it's going to set you up so much better for like when it comes time to like pick a career and pick what exactly you want to do so to that point I think it's like so I think it's great that like you are going to maybe be a little bit older yeah finishing your bachelor's than like say any of us were um because like you have such a clear path of like what you want to get out of it yeah and like I was that kid who you know I didn't have a choice like when I was 18 graduating high school like there was no, like, my mom is Jamaican as fuck. I don't know if you guys want to say Oh, my every, every, every episode, other word. every episode, my mom texts me, great episode, could have done without all the F-bombs. Yeah. Like, Sorry, mom, that's just how I talk. Like, I don't know what you need to do. So my mom graduated college, you know, at 22, mm-hmm. and my dad dropped out of college his third day. So I had two completely opposite views of, what college is supposed to look like yeah and I went to college you know and then I dropped out at at 20 and if I didn't drop out at 20 you know because me and Janine actually met because we had the same major Mm -hmm. we were both journalism majors I would have had a journalism degree and I would have been doing something that I absolutely disgust like Mm -hmm. you know all of high school and most of middle school I always thought I was going to be the next Juliana Rancic (laughs) I thought I was going to be moving to LA when I love that to graduate you know with my my little um, bachelor's in, in journalism and like being on e-news, like that was my whole yeah. plan. And then I interned for a really big um, company in, 
in Manhattan and it was really cool. I had my own parking spot, you know, it was a big company. I was working with Lori Stokes, who I don't know if you guys know, but if you are in the journalism industry, you know that she's also a big deal. Um, I was working with her, you know, she was my mentor and, and a lot of things showed me that this is just not what I want to do in my mm-hmm, life. Yeah. So it, had I not, you know, quit school when I was 20 and my mom was super pissed yeah but I was already moved out so I didn't care but if I hadn't done that I would never figured out what I wanted to do for work I think that's like culture norms nowadays literally make it that you have to go to college and you have to have it figured out like we're literally 17 years old when we're looking at colleges Mm -hmm. trying to figure out where we want to go and what we want to do for the rest of our lives Mm -hmm. like I thought I was going to do video production specifically like I had internships at school multiple internships all doing video and editing and filming and I one day like my internship boss sat me down and was like okay let's have the career conversation like are you willing to go anywhere across the United States to do this job because you will not get it in the Philly market like you're not going to get this because it's so it's it's video film is sports marketing specifically I was like, heck no, I don't want to go anywhere else. Like I can't afford anywhere else. I have my whole life here. I was not about doing that. And I just realized like I kind of had a crazy wake up moment where I was like, oh my God, I need to switch my entire career. And I only have like a year left to do it. Okay. So yeah. So speaking of like being picky and so forth, I just want to use um, a specific example. So like I do a lot of freelance writing and when I like just started, um so for my senior project i did a story on like being black in the fashion industry Mm -hmm. as it relates to um designers models all of that so um i pitched it to a couple of places and then this one place they wanted to like publish it and i went with them because um it was run by this black woman and basically her whole platform was you know centered around all of that so I was like okay but then when I mentioned um what how much she paid me for my story to my professor she was like what like that is horrible like that's horrendous how much they're paying you so I was like oh so then since then I've just been like you know what I'm gonna like know my worth especially when it comes down to my work because writing is a lot yeah I'm just, when it comes down to, like, being picky now, like, from now on, I'm picky when it comes down to that, like, okay, you're not going to just, like, give me anything just because, oh, you just graduated or right. oh, you're not mm-hmm. established or whatever. It still takes a lot out of me to, like, write, so, yeah. I love yeah. that you said know your worth. We literally have an episode called called Know Your Worth at Work, mm-hmm. and it's all about that, that being, especially being women yeah. in, like, yeah. the professional career, too. Like, you need we kind of have to advocate for ourselves yeah. way harder and way more often. And like, you have to know your value. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important, especially as you're like developing yourself professionally, like, you know, you the best and like, you're going to have to be your biggest advocate and you're going to have to say, you know what, this is my value. This is what I need, or mm-hmm. this is what I'm bringing to the mm-hmm. table, yeah. which is like what you, Anna did. Like yeah. you kind of were like, all right, I have a master's. I'm doing this job. I'm kicking butt. You obviously were like a fan favorite of the company. Like they always gave you the hard projects, but they weren't compensating you Mm -hmm. like in multiple ways, not just with money. I mean, like you have to work a second job to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, it's, it's hard because there are two things to unpack there. Like one, 
we talk about like imposter syndrome and it's almost kind of like with being like women in the workplace, you almost feel like, or at least I kind of felt like that imposter syndrome of like, I know for a fact my male counterparts were making way more money than I was. And I was like, it's because they go into meetings and they're like, give me this much money and they get it. And I was like, I'm not making that because like, I can't do that. And it's like that imposter syndrome of like feeling like you can't do it and like not succeeding in that way and it's like such like a mind fuck almost because I don't know the whole asking for money and like raises and stuff at jobs is just like hard enough and then like being a woman on top of that and like have just having the general like um what's the word you want like the like mannerisms or um like attributes of being a woman like not having that like maybe drive to be like this much money and I, or I walk or something like that. I don't even know how they do it. Like I still like the whole idea of negotiating and asking for raises is still so like hard for me. Um, so I feel like that's one thing is like another like challenge to begin with. And I don't have an answer for that because it's hard. But then like another thing on top of that is, um, I had another idea there and I forget. We were talking about (laughs) having two jobs. Yes. Having two jobs. So that's the other thing is like you, I hate like putting a price tag on like being happy at your job and um you know kind of like the idea like being greedy or like not making enough or like making it work all about like how much like your salary is but it is true that like you want a job that like values you and pays you for that to where like you don't have to go out and work a second job you don't have to you know go jump through hoops just to like be able to live and that's something that I was like I just got to the point where I've been working a second job for the entirety of the time I've gotten this career job like for two and a half almost three years now and it's just too much like working two jobs is and but like wanting to still put all of your energy and time into like your career it's a lot and I think it's like it's important and it's like you need to recognize when you need to take the step back and tell yourself like this isn't it like if I this is I'm happy where I'm at or not even happy I'm content where I'm at and like I feel like you should never be content somewhere you should always like enjoy what you're doing, but constantly be like challenging yourself and working towards something else. So it just got to the point where I was like the whole two job thing ain't it anymore. And I need to like put my career first and find something that can like, you know, fulfill me and like, let me grow professionally, but also pay me for like my efforts and my talents. And that's hard to do sometimes, but I think it's important to like, you know, recognize that and do something about it. Like when you get there. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have, um, when it, when it like comes to, asking for a raise or making sure you're making the right amount. I actually do this all the time. So I actually have a little bit of advice. If you are going into it, like for two. So one is if you're going into a job and you want them to pay you a certain amount, like in my head, like I know how much I want to make. And if I'm not making at least this, I'm definitely not accepting the position. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when, um, this is what I always say when a job acts, well, what pay are you guys looking for? What pay are you looking for? And I always ask, what are you guys willing to offer? That's okay. always my first answer. I like that. And then mm-hmm. they'll be like, we're offering blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, my last position, this is what I made. This is why I made it. And this is how much money I brought into the company. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was you know, paid at this rate. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to accept anything less than blah, blah, blah. Right. And then they'll be like, and this happens like so much because they're like, wow, she's a boss. Like yeah. she's a fucking <laughs> badass. Mm-hmm. And they'll be they'll they they come up every time. Yeah. Do not ever accept what they're giving you because they come up every time. And 
my dad owns a business. So I know when he's hiring people, he lows ball, he lows ball, low balls them. I can't mm-hmm. even yeah. talk. So if they see what they can get away with. Yeah. Exactly. So like if, if someone offers you, you know, 45 K, but you're mm-hmm. like, I'm not willing to take less than 50 K. Mm-hmm. Don't be that person who's like, Oh, I wish I said like, yeah. no, because that's what you're going to be making. Yeah. Right. And then on the flip side of things, if you are working for a company already and you want to raise, and I've done this and this is how I got a raise at my company I was working at last year this time. And I said, well, this is, I actually put together an entire slide. Um, and I had like a whole meeting prepped. I asked my manager if I can speak with her, my GM and our area manager oh, all wow. at the same time. And then I, I, um, I was a supervisor at the time and I asked if another supervisor could actually come and shadow what I was talking to them about. Mm-hmm. So I brought up a whole slide of what I've done in the last seven months why I brought value and how much money they made because I was there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a possibility that this money wouldn't have even been in your account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't here. So what's my cut of this amount? Yeah. yeah. So me putting together that slide, I ended up getting, my goal was to get a $3 raise and mm-hmm. I ended up getting a four fifty raise, which wow. it's a dollar fifty per hour, Yeah. but it's still a dollar fifty per yeah. hour. Yeah. And not only did they match me, but they made, they gave me more mm-hmm. because of that presentation. Right. And I told them like, there are many other companies that, you know, I can go work with, but I choose this one because mm-hmm. this is the company that I enjoy working with. Yeah. yeah. And if I can't get that same energy reciprocated, then unfortunately I'm going to have to find somewhere else that respects me yeah. to where yeah. I feel at home working, but they also feel comfortable paying me that amount yeah. because they know my value. I wish I would have had this. Yeah, Yeah. I wish I would have had this conversation with you because that's so fucking (laughs) smart. But yeah, no, that's like such a challenge and that's such great advice because I especially think like when you're in the market, like looking for a job. Yeah, and it's hard to like gate. And I hate when they put on applications like, "What are you looking for?" Because it's like you don't want to put something outrageous because then like they might not call you. But then like you don't want to put anything less. And it's like so hard for all of that. And you never know. It's kind of just like shooting your shot in the dark of like what what's an appropriate amount to put down but also is like fulfilling your needs and like what you want to make so I feel like it's so hard and I feel like especially for me it's always like if I want the job and it's like oh they just like if I insist on this amount and they're just like oh never mind we're not going to give it to you and that mindset is just like scary and you don't want to like kind of like piss them off or like rock the boat too much but it's like it's it's so hard with the salary negotiations and figuring that out and it's like that's half the battle sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. When they struggle. ask you on a, um, like when you're filling out an application, always write my previous position, I made blank, whether it's hourly or salary, but this rate is negotiable. So yeah. that way they are understanding that this isn't something that's fixed. That way you get your foot in the door and yeah, you can right. at least talk to them. Yeah. Because what if they can match you? Right. What if it's maybe something, it's a little lower, but it's something that you're willing to be like, you're yeah. totally fine with. And yeah. there's also like the chance that, you know, it's, don't get me wrong, like compensation, like in a monetary amount, salary or hourly is very important for yeah. like making a living. But maybe they'd be like, listen, I can't match what your previous company gave you, but I can let you work from home three days a week. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge save for you on yeah. gas and car or train yeah. and bus fare. And like, so, you know, there could be like that yeah. balance. Mm-hmm. But I remember like I – my dad also owns a business and he always told me he's like, you need to make yourself 
like irreplaceable at work. And he's like, when you do that, that equals value. Mm -hmm. And like at my current job, like they ended up, I had a manager who left and they made me sign a, um, like they didn't make me sign, but they like offered me a uh, contract that like a retainer agreement to stay for six months at least. And they were giving me like a bonus on top of it because they like really needed me to stay. And like when I told my dad, he's like, wow, like that is value because that's them noticing your worth and Mm -hmm. making sure that they can keep you. And so like, you know, of course I was not, I'm not planning on leaving my job anytime soon. So it was a no brainer to accept the the agreement. But at my old job, I was, it's, it's ridiculous how underpaid I was when I think back to it now, like knowing how much I brought in. And I wish I had like the guts to sit down my boss and say, look how much like I was on all of the top billing clients and I was the one that they wanted to work with. And after I left, three of those clients left completely from the agency, whether that I don't think that was a hundred percent tied to me or, or not. But like the fact of the matter is like, I was bringing value to the company and here they like, and I don't know, like, like you said, it's with women, I think a lot of the times, and it's not everyone, but I think we are more emotional mm-hmm. and we're attached to it and we take things personally. Yeah. And so it's hard to separate that and be like, I'm going to sit down and be like, you know, I, listen, I like you as a person, but I'm going to beg for some money and like, I want it or I'm walking. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, really like, oh, but I really still like you and we're friends. And like, you know, I hope you don't take this personally. Like it's hard. And like, I don't know, like how do you do that as like a freelancer? Like how are you negotiating with them in that way? Um, For the most part, I'm going to let you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I would just be like, if I'm getting like, um, what should I say? A price or an amount that I'm not really comfortable with. I would just be like, okay, like, you know, I'll get back to you on that instead of being like, okay, this is what I want. Um, that I think that it comes a lot from exactly what you were saying about being women. And, yeah. We need to stop doing that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's like, like we're more like reserved. And yeah. I, in some sense, it's like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be acting like too entitled, like, oh, this, that, that. But yeah. at the end of the day, this is my work. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, you could take it or leave it. So, yeah, it's like, and it's like said. okay to be that yeah. entitled. Yeah. Like, it's our work. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just so funny how we convince ourselves otherwise. Yeah. yeah. 100%. It's funny because, like, I don't know, I thought it was a Jamaican thing, and then you just said that. But, like, growing up and seeing yeah. my mom, and I'm sure you can probably say this about your mom too. Yeah, definitely. My mom is a fucking badass she (laughs) doesn't care like at all yeah she is someone who this is what she wants and whether you're gonna help her get it or not she's gonna get it end of the story Mm -hmm. so like if she wants this position and make this amount and work this amount of days she's gonna figure out how to do it Mm -hmm. yeah like right now she gets to because I have younger siblings she gets to stay at home sometimes and then she goes to work sometimes she's also a manager so when she goes to work she always wanted a job where she didn't have to do shit. (laughs) So now she's a manager. She's in an office. She sits in the office. There's a mirror, like a little window there that she can see out. No one can see in. And she sleeps in her office most of the day. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not going to say my mom's name. (laughs) I'm not going to put her on blast. But that's what she does. She loves it. Her managers come like twice a month. And then she's like, you know, all like on top of things. But then the other rest of the month, she's the only manager there. So she's running everything and 
her staff loves her. her she yeah. lets her staff like chill in her office or like, you know what I mean? So she, the first two, three hours of her day, she's working and then she gets to relax. But that's what she wanted. Yeah. yeah. So she looked for a position that she, she looked get for that. that. Yeah. yeah. But also I want to say based on like everything else, when you're looking for a raise or you're going into a job and this is what you want, ask yourself, you know, if I want to raise, what have I done for the company in the yeah. last few months? What was the last time I was late? When was the last time that I had a great idea? When was the last time I was being innovative? When was the last time? Like, make sure you deserve it. Yeah. (laughs) Don't just say, this is what I want. And then, you know, like, first of all, I'm not cocky or anything, but I can 1 million percent outwork anyone if you put them next to me. Mm -hmm. Right. If I have the same position as someone and we're both going for for a promotion, I'm so sorry to say, I hope you love me after I get promoted (laughs) because I'm just always going to outwork whoever Mm -hmm. I'm with. So because I have that confidence in myself, because my mom told me I was a bad bitch when I was like four. (laughs) Um, I love it. I love that. (laughs) My little sister too. She's like seven years old. And like my mom, like she wants to work so badly. So like my mom doesn't tell her what to do. My mom makes her figure out the chores that she needs to do in the house. What's going to be the most help for my mom. And she used to do the same thing for me. So I used to see my mom do laundry a lot. And I used to see her take forever to fold. So I knew the best way for me to help my mom out is if I fold clothes before she got home. If I did this before she got home, when she comes home, she's impressed. How do I impress her? And now that correlates into work. When I have a boss, I want them to like literally worship me. They they think they can't live without me. Like I make their life so easy yeah that is my job every time I have a job and that might sound crazy to some people but I live to work yeah which it's just a part of something that makes me who I am like my this is terrible but if you listen to she's the boss podcast and you know this about me a lot of my self-worth and my self-confidence comes from my work yeah so if I'm making a certain amount if I'm doing a certain amount like then, you know, or if I have a productive day, I feel important and I feel good. And if I don't, then, you know, I don't. So that is just something that you should definitely consider when asking for this raise or asking, you know, this is how much I want. What are you bringing to that company first? Yeah, Yeah, it goes back to your first point of being humble. Like Mm -hmm. understand that like, yes, we are all bad bitches. We all deserve like, you know, what, you know, we can get what we need out of life, but like make sure like, wait, 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 like check it, check yeah. myself. Like, yeah. how, do I actually deserve this right now? Yeah. Like, yeah. or am I kind of full of myself? Cause I just want the extra paycheck. Like, yeah. of course we do, mm-hmm. but like, yeah. you know, just making and sure you're being realistic. It's such a shame too, to like not trash men, but like, I feel like women are way more likely to have that check-in and be like, am I almost to a fault? Oh, yeah. Like, do I deserve this? Maybe I don't like, I could have done this better you're or something totally like that. Right. Yeah. Where I feel like there are a lot of men who like don't do shit and no. walk and be like, I, I deserve this. I yeah, need this. Yeah. And it's like, oh, to have that much confidence or air about yourself to be able to walk in and know you don't deserve something and go in and ask for it. And like, I feel like if women had that confidence to ask for like what they do deserve, because they do put in the effort and yeah. they put that work in and like that time, yeah. it would be. Yeah. Like, it even comes down to hooking up with girls. Um, <laughs> a man will come to you and you're like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty much like you don't deserve any of the girlfriends you have, let alone. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's so funny to me to like think about that because I'm just like when especially like all of my friends, like I think like everyone I'm friends with works so hard yeah. and I'm just like and I think I have this conversation with every single one of yeah. my friends about like, you know, 
knowing knowing your worth and like asking for it and like recognizing you do a good job and like getting compensated for that yeah like I think that we're like our generation is paving the way for women to feel like that because I think you know when we were growing up like a lot of moms were stay-at-home moms which is nothing's wrong with that but that was almost like the default like it wasn't have a choice yeah like and nowadays like you know it's you're seeing women as CEOs and you're seeing women as top executives. And that wasn't as common. Like Mm -hmm. it was like, Oh my God, like women are like in the the top executive that Mm -hmm. deserves to be on a magazine cover because it's so rare. Yeah. And I think we're like, we care about work. Like me and my fiance joke, like, he's like I would love being a stay-at-home dad and I was like I would love to keep working and climb the ladder and we're like if that works for us like let's do it because mm-hmm. like I don't we probably both are gonna have jobs but like you know in the long scheme of things yeah. like I think that would be like so taboo to even think yeah. about mm-hmm. and you're right it's like kind of been like a shift where like that like moms stayed at home they were stay-at-home yeah. moms and then it shifted to when women were in the workforce it was like they weren't in those like high up positions they were like admins or like yeah. secretaries and stuff yeah. like that and then you know switching even more now to like women in ceo boss positions which is yeah. awesome exactly where they should be but it is like such a shift and i think now it's kind of like we're getting you're right we are the generation that's kind of shifting into the mindset of like asking for what we deserve and like yeah. not taking no for an yeah. answer and and I think there are, I mean, the fact that like we are four like women completely like from completely different areas, backgrounds, things like that, literally met and found common ground through Instagram because we both have podcasts and like we can all agree to like this whole like idea and like wanting more and like negotiations for everything. I think that just shows that there are like so many women like us and yeah, yeah it's like important to address. It's also, I, I used to do door-to-door sales mm-hmm. and um, anyone who does door-to-door sales knows obviously it's 100% commission and it is mainly a guy's thing. Mm-hmm. Like usually guys do it. You don't usually see girls doing door-to-door sales. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that I've ever felt so like good about myself <laughs> because I was really good at sales I just can talk my fucking head off and people mm-hmm. fall in love with me so they just end up <laughs> buying whatever I'm selling and mm-hmm. it's a really cool feeling but because I was the only like we have this thing called high rollers which means the people who are making the most money mm-hmm. and I was the only girl every week week over week making more money than most of the guys in the entire office I was put on this pedestal So I felt like a princess every time I was coming to work. Mm -hmm. I'm like, like everyone thought I was like so cool because I was doing the same thing that all the guys were doing, but I was just a girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, like Pillow's doing the same thing that I'm doing right now, but Mm -hmm. no one's like treating him like this. Right. He's actually in a slightly better position than I am, but no one cared about him. Right. They were like, oh my gosh, Shay, I need you to train me, take me out. Like it was just such a high and like such a good feeling. And it's crazy to think that the guys that were doing what I was doing was nowhere. Yeah. yeah like being as worshipped as I was. Yeah. So it's just like, I mean, it's, it's definitely a good feeling. I'm not going to say it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. But it sucks that it was for, it was because I was. A yeah. Girl. The way yeah. it went around. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that kind of brings us into, you know, we kind of talked a lot about like knowing your worth and second jobs, stuff like that. But it's like, how um, are you supposed to, you know, develop professionally and, get into your career, but then have all of your other priorities, like having a life, having a social life, you know, paying rent, the uh, all, yeah. all, everything that comes with like 
having a life. Yeah, like how we just said like a lot of everything. women are like having families now and working yeah. and like like your mom, like having kids at home and working or just like having interests and like yeah. time. Like yeah, how so do you how guys- you find time to like prioritize like you know, your professional development, growing, everything like that, but still having the stressors of everything else that happens in life. I mean, I just think it really starts with like knowing what's important to you. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like we all make time for the things that is important to us because Mm -hmm. even when I was doing door-to-door sales, I was working 12 hours a day, but I was 20 years old turning 21 and I was still going out like getting pretty drunk every night and then having to go back to work 7am the next day. Like, I mean, you knew, like we were still friends, like during a lot of that and you came to hang out with me a few times, but like what was important to me was going out and getting pretty fucked up every night as a 21 year old. Yep. Even like though I had work tomorrow at seven, like I didn't Mm -hmm. care. Like I wanted to come home at 2am and be that. I still wanted to enjoy that life and still have a professional life. So it's really just about what's important to you. If you want to have a relationship, you know, I know my, me and my ex did the same job and I worked different hours than him. So I worked like three hours less than he did every day. And on Saturdays, he would have like this block of time, four hours every week. It was the only time we could hang out and he would call it Shay time. So that's the only, that's how we would hang out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that was important to him. So he blocked that off, you know, being very, you know, diligent with your time management is Mm -hmm. going to be important. If you really want to have the perfect work-life balance and still like work really, really hard Mm -hmm. because it's not easy, but it's like, you, you just have to figure out what's important to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say balance is very like important to me and I try to like practice it in everything that I do. So as it relates to like, um, work and professional stuff and then like living your life mm-hmm. yeah it's just I always find the balance I mean sometimes especially when I was in college I think I kind of went a little bit overboard with like oh I have to study or oh I have a class I have mm-hmm. this and that I don't want to go I mean personally I'm I'm not really party crazy I was but since I moved to America I don't think I'm really party crazy but when I go back home to Jamaica, I won't lie. <laughs> I won't lie. Like to have I a good time. Every single night. Yeah. <laughs> every day I do something, all of that. But while I'm here, I think I'm more focused. And I don't. I think maybe it has a lot to do with I came to America for a specific reason, right. to better my life, better myself, my family, all of that. So I don't know if it's because I have that mindset while, while I'm here. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I do go out. I won't lie. I do go out. I do. I drink a lot. But um, when I was in college, I was focused when it's yeah, right. that. So yeah. it has a lot to do with balance. So I would have my friends being like, oh, we should go out. We should do this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. next week. And I'll keep putting it off. And I'm like, you know what? No, because you're going to, it's it will mess you up if you do that sometimes. Like, you need a break. Like, you yeah. knew yeah. what was your yeah. distractions. Yeah. And you knew not to, like, yeah. feed into so, that. Yeah. So that's why I was like, you know what? Let me just, like, balance it out. So, yeah, I think that is very, very important to just have yeah. balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Anna, how do you do it right now? Like, with two jobs? Um, I'm not going to lie. It's super, super overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really excited to not be on the two-job train soon. Um, but especially, like, now coming up with, like, it's busy season at work. But then also, like, I work a retail job, second job. So it's very busy at my it's second also job busy as well. season. Yeah. yeah so it's, it is a lot. And I feel like um, – there's definitely I took a time off of my second job um, back like in like the winter this year, um, just because it was like 
it was just, I had no, like, um, it was just taking a lot of toll on my like mental mm-hmm. and physical health. And I was like realizing it. And I was just like dreading waking up and going to work every day. And it wasn't because I didn't like my full-time job. I was dreading going to my part-time job and like having to do that. And so I took the time off, which was super, super needed. And I'm happy I did that. And then it was kind of like after quarantine and everything, I was like, you know, I have the time. Like, let me I'll go back and like, you know, start working the second job again. And now I'm like maybe three months back to working two jobs. And I'm at like the overwhelming point again, where I just like can't find enough time in the day to like get everything I need to get done. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to like, obviously a second job has been super helpful, like financially and stuff. But I think it's important kind of to like you guys said, prioritize and recognize what um, is like fulfilling you and what you need to like, be happy. And right now the whole second job thing isn't what I need to be happy. So like, I'm not going to be doing that (laughs) shortly. Um, so I'm very excited about it, but it's one of those things, like if you have to take it in a second job standpoint, like if you have to take that step back and maybe like live a little bit below your means for the time being, then like that's more important for your like mental and physical health than it is to just like be working two jobs and be miserable. So it is like, it's a lot to juggle. Like most of my days, like four or five days out of the week are like 12, 14 hour days, which is like a lot. But then, um, I don't know. It, it, it's super stressful. It's super overwhelming sometimes. And like, there's a lot of times that I absolutely hate it. So it's nice because like I recognize that and I got myself a new job where I'm not going to have to do that. And so I'm very excited about it, but I don't know. I can't tell you it's, it's stressful and it's overwhelming sometimes. Well, you're taking steps to like, yeah, fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I don't, that's the thing is like, I don't, I like my job and I like want to work. I need that to fulfill me, but like, I'm like the opposite of you where like, I don't work to live. Is that what? Yeah. 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 I don't work to live. Like I still want that time to like Or live to work. I know what you meant though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't live to work. Yeah. I do work to live. Yeah. But like <laughs> I don't I don't live to work. And like I like my job and I like the career I'm in. I like my path and like I enjoy it as far as like, you know, needing a job to be able to live. I'm super happy with my decision and what I'm doing. But like, there's other things that are a priority to me that like, I'm not needing because I have to I'm doing like too much. And like, I've always been that way. I always bite off way more than I can chew. And um, I just like kind of deal with it. But like now just to the point like I feel like and I know we've talked about this on other podcasts or other episodes, where Where, um, you know, I've kind of like had the idea of like rushing through life and like I need to be busy all the time. I need to do this, that, the other. And like college, you know, was a student athlete, went to school full time. All of that was constantly doing things. Grad school, I worked full time, did school, was constantly doing things. And so I got to the point in my life where like I realized I don't need to constantly be rushing through life and like need to be busy all the time and have my day scheduled out hour by hour. And it just like wasn't healthy for me anymore. Like during those times in my life, like, yeah, I did need that because I had a lot of my plate and like, you know, that's just what it was. But now it's like the time for me to like enjoy my life, find like other hobbies, do things other than just like work and come home and go to sleep. So I think when I realized that was when I was you know, kind of like I can't, the whole two job thing isn't it for me anymore. And I don't need to constantly like, it's okay if I come home from work and I'm lazy, like that's okay to do that for a day. Yeah. So I think that's just like kind of a realization I made. And, um, that's where I'm at now. 
Yeah, I also think we get so caught up in hustle culture that like we forget when we're not working, like we can turn it off. Like, yeah. yeah, we can just not talk about work. Yeah, we can just not talk about the next project we have to do. We cannot talk about the deadlines. Like, oh my gosh, deadlines are <laughs> the scariest thing on the mm-hmm. planet. Like, I literally would have a deadline. Like, this four set needs to be done on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> you have 34 hours to get it done or, or 24 hours to get yeah. it done. And I'm like, okay, I go home and I'm working and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to do, you know, this collection mm-hmm, yeah. um, from this time to this time. And it, like, I'm home. And yeah. that's how people get burnt out. Yeah. And it's like, you can't. Yeah keep that up long term because then and then you might be unhappy like this is a job you love but once you bring it home and it keeps bleeding and spilling into like your personal life like that could spell disaster yeah that's why i get fucked up guys like the only way for me to shut up about work is to be drunk and (laughs) like it's it's an easy fix and it works if you guys are listening and you cannot stop talking about work pour yourself a drink you need to go to your local supermarket because you know quarantine is yes yes um go to your local supermarket and get like you know some bacardi Mm -hmm. get you some wine if you want to get wine drunk whatever Uh it is get do something like even if you're not a drinker like find something that like you think that you can do take for you know that movie that (laughs) has been on netflix for two months that you're like i want to watch yeah shut up about everything that's going Mm -hmm. on stop sit down watch it Yeah. yeah and i think that's the thing is just recognizing like it's okay to not maybe be doing something that's super productive for you all the time like yeah. enjoy life do something for yourself like take make take that time to relax and you don't always have to be on the go and that's the thing I feel like life like when I think about my parents life back in the day and stuff like that like wow so like slow paced and you're always <laughs> like yeah and like yeah. now I think about like my life and like my friends and just like everything and I'm just like I feel like all of us have just been on like turbo mode for like the past six years. And I'm like, let's just calm the fuck down. Can we like take a break, take a deep breath and just like read a book. I don't fucking know. Like do something to like relax you. And it's funny that you brought up your parents because I was like going to bring up my mom again because I'm sorry guys. I love my mom. (laughs) As you should. Yeah. Like my mom, she's just such a like, she wants, she worked her ass off so Mm -hmm. that she wouldn't have to work. That was her whole goal. She hates work. She wants to go to work and sleep. That was like, that was what she wanted to do. So when I like talk to her about work, she's like, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. I literally don't care. Yeah. If it's not making you money right now in this moment, like it shouldn't matter. Off the table. Yeah. Mom, it's, it's not about the money. It's about, I don't care. Yeah. Anyways, I need to go, you know, shopping for this party I'm going to next week. Yeah. And then like, she totally changes the subject. So it's easy to like, be around other people as well like don't be afraid to you know be around people who are going to be like okay you need to stop yeah Let's talk about something else yeah. and if you are someone who's struggling with you know separating work from like life talk to your you know the people that you're surrounding yourself with every day like mm-hmm. hey I'm having a really big trouble like issue like not talking about work or leaving work at work like, you know, if I bring it up, if yeah. it's not, like, something serious, like, do you mind just, you know, saying, like, hey, let's talk about something else? Yeah. That way I can kind of get into the routine. Like, have other people hold you accountable. Yeah. And I, that brings up a good point, too, because I think in some friendships and with people, it can almost be, like, a who's busier. Like, I know I've had a friend before who's been, like, oh, oh you're tired. Oh, I have four jobs and this, that, and the other. And, like, it was, like, a 
who's more tired, who's more busy. Yeah, a a competition. And it's like, that's not healthy. Like, if you're like, like, if someone were to come up to me and tell me that, I'd be like, damn, that fucking sucks. Like, I'm sorry that like, you like hustle that much. And like, you're miserable about it. Like, that's awful. Like, you don't want to be you want to have those friends that are like, okay, like, let's not talk about work. Like, let's relax. Like, let's talk about like our mental health. Like, Let's talk about like, and it's so funny too. like, as you get older, I feel like I have such more meaningful conversations with friends than I ever did when I was younger because it's like either talking about something we're both going through at the moment or just like I don't know I feel like you just have more meaningful (laughs) conversations I I feel like I definitely struggle with finding other topics to talk about like my first thing like when I talk to anyone like any of my friends it's like how's work how's like yeah how's like you know like I have this thing where in my head I see the friends that I have now I see kind of all of us being in a certain situation or a certain place in our lives. And like, even though they have their own path, it's like, I see like their utmost potential. Yeah. And even if that's not what they want in life, it's like, but you could be doing so much. Like, you know, you're capable of blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always that friend. Yeah. So I feel like it's always my job to like, be like, Hey, how's work going? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. You totally can go like, for that hype promotion. them up. Like, yeah. I'm not really ready for the promotion. I'm like, dude, you should totally do it. And they're yeah. like, bitch, I'm not fucking yeah. ready <laughs> yeah. for the promotion. Like, can we talk about something else? Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it's yeah. like, yeah. I, I am trying to find the balance between being friends with someone and not being their mentor. Yeah. Like I'm not no fucking like, you know, yeah. career it's, guru. It's hard to do that because like again, like our lives bleed into each other so easily, yeah. especially now during quarantine when you literally are working at mm-hmm. home and like for most people, it's just so easy to constantly yeah. talk about work. Yeah. But yeah. it's like you need to have the cutoff and you need to have yeah. a change of subject. It's and- totally, like work is something you do 40 hours a week. It's like like most of your life. Yeah, (laughs) like it's hard not to talk about it with people. Like that's what I – you want to know what I did this week? 40 hours of it I spent working. So like we can talk about that for a couple minutes because it was a big part of it. And just having, like you said, having the balance to be like, all right, let's all have a check-in. I think you should get promotion. You're a bad bitch. We're all good. All right, now off the table. Let's do something else. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I have trouble. Like even with you, like I do this with all my friends. Like I'll be like – like the first thing we get on the phone, I'm like, so how's the job hunt going? And you're yeah. like, it's good. And then she'll start talking about something else. And then like, I'll be like, oh, did you like think about like applying to this or yeah. like doing yeah. this? And she's like, Stop. why are we talking about this right now? Like I literally changed the subject for a reason. And it's just like, even with my mom, I do it. Like yeah. that's why she, she's the only person that's like, that can actually tell me to shut the yeah. fuck up. Yeah. And like, she doesn't care because she's like, I gave birth to you. I can say whatever yeah, I want. She's like, I can. Yeah. So she's like, shut the fuck up. Like yeah. no one cares about it. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. And I think I also get it from my dad because every time you and my dad talk, it's always about work. How's yeah. your credit? How's you yeah. know, how much do you have in your single dad stuff? It's like that's just yeah. who my dad is. And my dad, even when quarantine happened, oh my gosh, when like everything started shutting down, he's like, this is why you need to own your own business. You can't work for other people because then you're dependent. Yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Blah. Like I had to furlough most of my staff, but guess what? I'm still working. I'm yeah. still okay. Mm-hmm. You know, my staff, I feel bad for them, but like, what can I do? Yeah. So um, he's always been that kind of person because, you know, he quit his he quit school after two days. Yeah, he quit yeah. his first job after three days. And then he just went in business for himself and didn't make money for like six years. But he was but like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it's like totally, 
I think I get that from my dad, but yeah. I know there's a lot of people out there like this and I click with a lot of people yeah. Yeah. like this. And actually my ex was like this, like all we would ever talk about is work and where we would be in life yeah. and what kind of businesses we wanted and like, yeah. and like why are kids need to go to Ivy leagues if they do go to college yeah. and if, they're, if they don't go to Ivy leagues and they don't need to go to college, they should yeah. start their own business. And it's like, stop talking about work. Yeah. It's okay <laughs> to separate life and work. Yeah. So 100%. Yeah. I, get yeah. That. I just wanted to say that it's very easy to get caught up and overwhelmed when it comes down to that. Um, it takes over your life a lot, like working somewhere, and it's so weird because I feel like with with managers and so forth, like they're so quick to like leave and do this and that. But like us who are sometimes at a lower position, it's just like, oh, this is my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have to be loyal to this company. I have to do this. I have to do that. I know like for me specifically, because I worked um, through college, like mm-hmm. all four years I worked. So I know like sometimes it got between like, you know, my academics and I'm like, oh, I'm working late. Oh, I need to study. And it took a lot for me because I love money. Like <laughs> so it took a lot for me to be like, okay, I cannot work this much if yeah. I have this class yeah. and so forth. So it is overwhelming. Yeah. And it takes a lot. And it's so easy to get caught up. And it takes a real life. Yeah. But um, I just want to say as it relates to advice. And yeah. like now, yeah. speaking of um, overwhelming, I know, like, COVID-19, it's a lot for everyone. Yeah, yeah. especially and college yeah. students. Yeah. It gets overwhelming. So my advice would just be to, like, take everything one step at a time. Um, it's good to, like, take a break from everything. Um, communicating with friends. And, I mean, there's not really much to do. But, you know, if you can, some people don't want to, like, you know, go out or do anything. But if you can... It's good. Even, mm-hmm. like, if you just want to, like, FaceTime and stuff, yeah. it's good. Yeah. Like, it helps a lot. And I feel like we don't really realize that. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, at the beginning of COVID, I feel like I was going through a lot mentally because yeah. I was finishing up school and all of that. And then I feel like I kind of, like, pushed away everyone. Like, I don't need you in my space right now. Yeah. I need to be focused on this. Mm-hmm. Everything is going on. But as soon as I started, like, letting people in, like, I'm like, yo, this, I feel so much better, like, actually like being like you know i'm going through this Mm -hmm. this is happening like just speaking to someone it makes a difference yeah so we just need to like try to balance everything try to take it one step at a time yeah i love that i 100 percent agree and i love where this conversation went i feel (laughs) like this is not exactly what we had planned to talk about but Mm -hmm. i feel like it's a it's so relatable and Mm -hmm. i'm glad that we opened this up because all of us in different points of view and points of our life like have so many relatable experiences and I feel like this I don't know I'm so glad that we were able to do this collaboration and to get this on our podcast for the season yeah Yeah. I definitely want to like have like a send-off advice yes to like business advice for anyone listening you know if you are in a position where you are getting a new job or you're um, job hunting right now or you're looking for a promotion or whatever the case is everything that you think that you can do it is possible mm-hmm. now just because it's not happening today or tomorrow mm-hmm. like it doesn't mean that it's not possible like there are goals that I'm personally working towards right now that you know I'll give a great example um my position before I was a visual manager I was just like a sales 
a sales supervisor. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't even in the visual industry. I was just sales. And I just applied for a crap ton of visual merchandising manager positions. And I got two interviews and I got offered both jobs and I took the company that I, you know, was more excited about. And now I'm, I, now I'm in the visual industry. You know what I mean? It's, Mm -hmm. you don't have to necessarily be like, well, I'm not really, you know, in that industry, so I can't apply for the jobs. Listen, I'm not saying quit your day job and like go straight ham, like, Mm -hmm. you know, just trying to apply because that's never a good idea in my opinion, unless you have a lot of money saved. Um, but if you have the opportunity to like keep working and applying for your dream job, do it. If you want to be a magazine editor one day and you don't have like a journalism degree or whatever the case is, you can get into a magazine company with the skill sets that you have. So mm-hmm. if you are, you know, a marketing person, but you want to go into writing, then you apply for that, the dream magazine you want to in the marketing industry, work there for a little while. And then, and in your interview, express to them that you're, you're, you know, you're someone who wants to yeah. move around in the company yeah. so mm-hmm. that it's something that they're aware of. And then once you start, then you can be like, okay, now this is my time to learn more about the company so that when I do get transferred to this position or when I do get the interview for this position, I have more leeway than someone else who's randomly coming in that has a degree. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I think if you want something, you have to find a way to get it. Yeah, I just want to add, like, that's exactly what I'm doing right now because um, I'm looking more to going into, like, marketing and advertising, mm-hmm. like, using my creativity to – um come up with marketing strategies advertisements and so forth so and I have a journalism degree and I think it fits perfectly for what I want to do so it's okay to like not have a specific degree but wanting to do this and applying yourself to it yeah yeah 100 percent I love that Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. So exciting. We have loved talking with you and everyone needs to be sure to go on to She's the Boss podcast and listen to our episode with them, which will be coming out tomorrow on Tuesday. That's when uh, they post. So super excited. Um, go check out their episode. We talk about a lot of fun stuff that is totally correlates everything we just talked about on our episode. So right. Yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed this and yeah, we have loved talking to you guys. Us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you guys can follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. at she's the boss period inc. Um so she's the boss dot inc. That is our at name. Everything is about career mindset, mentality when it comes to work, you know, a lot of tips and tricks when it comes to career based everything, you know, it's about mm-hmm. women in business. So I would definitely, you know, if you're someone who's looking for a new position or just want advice about work, you can definitely just listen to us. We are on pretty much every platform you can think of. Mm -hmm. And um, they will definitely be linked in all of our Instagram posts and um, on the website and on this episode. So you should be able to find them everywhere (laughs) that you see us. They'll be everywhere. Yeah, that you see us post about this episode. So be sure to check them out. Go give them a follow. And thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Girl Vibes Only podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and stick around for more every Monday morning. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Girl Vibes Only. That's G-R-L Vibes Only. To stay up to date on our latest content and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. T-T-Y-L-X-O-X-O, Girl Vibes Only.